Welcome, welcome to Phaser Friday. This is episode nine of Phaser Friday, the podcast by Phaser Marketing, where we talk about all things business, entrepreneurship, and you guessed it, marketing. And you may have noticed if you've been one of our listeners before that Luke is not the one speaking right now. This is Olivia. I am Luke's wife. Um, We have the founder of Phaser Marketing in the hot seat tonight. I get to ask him a ton of questions about his business background and what it has been like on his journey of entrepreneurship. So I'm super excited. And uh, Luke convinced me to face my fear of listening to my own recorded voice by being part of this episode. So I convinced him to do something special for y'all. We're giving away a charcoal Yeti 24 cooler from Phaser Marketing to one of our amazing listeners. So to sign up, visit phasermarketing.com and enter your name and email to win. So you can keep your beers cold and your LaCroix colder in a brand new Yeti cooler if you win. And I need to ask if I can win this thing too, because that's really cool. Anywho, this episode is brought to you by our friends at Vext, a local startup aiming to provide software solutions to salesmen and women across various industries. Their first platform, Feedless Pro, is set to be released in 2022 and will make prospecting simple, easy, and effective. So be sure to check out Vext on LinkedIn for more updates. And with that, let's get into the episode. So Luke, tell me about your background. What did you go to school for? Uh, What were you doing before Phaser Marketing? Well, first of all, you killed that intro, and I think I'm going to be out of a job pretty soon here. Um, So a little bit about uh, my background, Uh, I guess, born and raised in Detroit Lakes, Minnesota, Um, grew up there and then went to college uh, in Mankato, Minnesota, so just an hour south of Minneapolis. Um, Actually went to school for a sport management degree, which I graduated with and also got a minor in marketing. So went to college there, had the time of my life, and uh, in 2018, that's when I graduated. And at that time, uh, my beautiful wife, Olivia, um, you know, you were uh, in Lincoln and you had just graduated. And so um, I started looking for jobs around Omaha, and that's when I found a job at Braces Omaha. And I became, first I became a treatment coordinator, and then I became their director of marketing. And um lived there for about uh, three years. And then as of right now, um, since August, uh, you and I moved down to Arizona. And so that's where we're at now. And uh, we're just happy to be here. I'm loving Arizona so far. It's been so fun. Um, So I'm curious, when did you know you wanted to start a marketing company? When was that moment for you? I think that moment uh, when I wanted to start was probably, um, 2019, uh, I was working at Braces Omaha, um, and we had actually hired on an agency and they, uh, Nuvolume, they specialize in orthodontics and oral surgeons. And so I got to oversee kind of what they did. And I just loved the value they brought to us as a business, um, as an orthodontic practice. And we were more than happy to pay them a ton of money to do what they did. And we had a great relationship with them. They added value and they really helped 
myself, us as a business, and especially the doctor, like achieve his dreams of growing his business. And I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. If these people are getting paid like crazy and also they're adding so much value and helping businesses. And I just thought it was the coolest thing. And I thought, uh, how can I get in this business? That's awesome. And then it's been rolling ever since. Yeah. And, yeah. Roll? And here we are. <laughs> I'm also wondering, well, I know this story, but I want to hear it from you. How did you come up with the name phaser marketing? So funny story. Um, you know, once I figured out that I wanted to start a marketing agency, um, quick little backstory. Uh, when I did figure that out, um, I thought, okay, I'm going to be the marketing guy. I'm going to do everything. I'm going to go in, I'm going to learn how to build websites. I'll be the graphic designer. You know, I'll be kind of the go-to marketing guy for the companies. Um, so the original name was actually L E marketing, which obviously stands for Luca, uh, Luke Egebrot and marketing. And then I read a book, um, the E-Myth Revisited, and it changed my whole view about business. And it really taught me how to build a system and build a brand instead of being the technician and really owning a business instead of owning a job. And so I think my original way of doing it, I would have owned a job if I were to do everything. So back to the name, um, you and I, you know, we one night we said, we got to figure out a name for this business. And we bought a bottle of wine and sat out at um, John Hoyt's house at the lake and started sketching down names and had probably two pages of names um, that were all terrible. We had two names that had made it to the top of names that were pretty good, but not um, winners. And those two were Develo marketing and Luxio. So it, things could be a lot different right now, but I'm glad we didn't pick those. So basically, you know, we slept on it. We said, we'll, we'll take a look at the name in a little bit here. And um, two weeks later, I kind of read about what should be in a name. And really it talked about um, try and have your mission and your values in your name if possible. And I said, okay, well, what is my mission with this business? And really my mission was, is to make digital marketing and marketing as simple as possible for business owners. And really, I, I want to get rid of the million things they have to think about when they do digital marketing and really simplify it into three simple phases. And that's um, set your foundation, phase two, grow your brand, phase three, dominate your market. And I took phase and added an R to it and I had a phaser marketing. So um, that was the winner. That's awesome. Dominating your market. That's okay. yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely what, what you want to get to. Um, so you mentioned the systems was something that you really had to reflect on and really a big change, I think, in um, having a business that is fully run and operated by you and then trying to create more of a self automating business where you can step out of and you can be more of the strategist and less of the one executing everything. So um, I'm curious, what kind of systems have you put in place since? And do you think those are part of the reason why phaser marketing is succeeding? Totally. Uh, I think, you know, I always think back if, if I were the one doing 
everything, offering all the services that we offer, um, our clients would be in trouble. If, you know, if I was the one jumping into their website, doing their web design, if I was sending them images uh, or doing graphic design for them, even, you know, managing their social media, like I can do all of it, but to the level that they deserve, um, I definitely can't. So really um, I knew right away that I wanted to grow horizontally first before growing vertically. So that meaning having a team in place with the skill set um, where we could offer our clients um, exceptional work and also not break the bank. So some of the systems we've put in place is, um, you know, we invested into uh, some different softwares for our team to use. So we right now use Basecamp and that is where all of our subcontractors can come together and essentially work in teams. And so um, using that um, over the last couple of years, we've developed templates. Um, so what does it look like when we bring on a new client? What form do we send them? And then also if somebody wants a website done, what form do we send them? How do we onboard them? And really building a system throughout Basecamp and throughout the contractors that, that we bring on and uh, help us fulfill the work. It's so cool being able to watch the, the growth from just like my perspective, working alongside of you and seeing you focus so much on what you can do yourself. And then now being able to have a team that really are all the experts in their fields. So you have somebody who's an amazing developer or social media strategist or um, XYZ, and they can go do their thing. And, and now you can help support that relationship with the client and like making sure everything runs smoothly. It's, it's just really exciting. And I know that the, the future of it is really headed in the right direction. So. Yeah, I appreciate that. And I I just think it's, I think it's so cool too, um, where we get to, you know, work with contractors and ultimately um, pay them at, you know, as like a freelancer in a sense, but really try and simplify their work. So I think the world of freelancing, um, one of the toughest parts is getting new clients, dealing with the communication barriers, figuring out what the project is, and then executing it. You know, that's, that's half the battle is the communication. So we, as a business, as Phaser Marketing, kind of take that off their plate. So ultimately they, you know, we're a good source of work for them. They can work wherever they want. Uh, they get to do what they love to do, whether that's graphic design, web design, developing, animations, uh, whatever that is. And you know, we just pay them an hourly rate, and the client gets the best work because they're having an expert do it. Um, we don't have have a big upfront cost, you know, bringing on employees, and then also they have a benefit of getting to improve their portfolio, getting consistent work, and ultimately. Um, getting paid. Yeah. We all love that, don't we? (laughs) Yeah, totally. That's not too bad. (laughs) So I know there's been a ton of fun things and really exciting, rewarding work that you get to do, but I'd love to explore the other half of running a business, which may be some of the not so fun stuff, maybe difficult clients. Um, I'm curious and I would love to, to hear your thoughts on what the most difficult thing is about owning your own business? Number one, the most difficult thing I've had to go through was figuring out the name. Uh, no lie, that <laughs> number one thing. Um, but I want to go off of that a little bit. I talked a little bit about the name stuff. So um, I'd say another thing that's been difficult, um, I 
want to accept everybody. I want to work with everybody. Uh, anyone that reaches out to me that needs website help, I want to bring it on. Uh, the toughest thing for me has been is saying no. And also um, being able to realize when a client isn't the best client for you and being able to like, let go of that client. So essentially, essentially fire the client, but um, really just kind of come to terms and say like, this may not be working for us. And um, I think a lot of people don't realize that where, you know, when you own your own business, you can do that. You don't have to work with everybody. Um, at least most businesses don't. And, you know, figuring out how to say like, Hey, this just isn't in the best interest of what we're doing. Even if they're paying you, um, if it's not where your business wants to go, whether it's morally or things they do, things they talk about, um, even financially, if the work you're doing, if you're losing money on them, um, it just may not be working. So, um, I would say definitely the number one thing is finding a name is the hardest thing, but, uh, some other difficult things would be, um, you know, saying no to clients that won't grow your business uh, to where you want it to be. Yeah, that's such a difficult thing to identify too, because especially in the beginning when you're just starting, it's key for you to be able to find business and, and start taking in clients. And I think, you know, finding that line wherever it is for your business is so key because otherwise you're going to slip into, you know, you can't dive deep into a certain niche or, you know, serve your clients best. If you're, you can't be the best at everything, you know? Right. And I, it's been fun getting to see the the evolution of phaser marketing so far and the way that it is being more strategic in the partnerships that it makes and being a lot more forward thinking of, of the long-term clients mm -hmm. that are, you know, it's going to be a long-term partnership for many, many years. Right. And so I guess maybe bringing this back to you. So how would you juggle that of, you know, obviously you saw right away where, you know, we we're kind of taking business as we, as we, uh, when it came at us, just because we needed the revenue, but, you know, with where we're at now where we can say no to businesses and partnerships, but how do you do that respectfully? And how do you do that without burning any bridges? And how do you actually help them and say no to that partnership? That's such a good question. And I think you do such a good job with this and the way that I've heard you handle potential clients that may not be the best path forward is you really serve as a resource first. So instead of saying like, nope, sorry, like you're just not a good fit. Instead, you're saying, you know, I think that there are better opportunities for you. You know, if, for example, if their, if their business doesn't have um, any revenue at the starting point and, and they're just like a complete startup and they, you don't want to bleed them dry with, with the um, marketing because they need to focus on building their own business first. And then there's a the marketing that goes into it. So um, instead of just saying like, nope, sorry, we can't help you. Uh, maybe offering like what, what I've heard you do is, hey, here's a great place where you can build your website on your own. Mm -hmm. If it's a really simple website that doesn't need any kind of um, that you can do on your own. And it's obviously not going to be as useful and as, you know, SEO optimized as the websites that phaser marketing builds, um, because there's so much benefit to that. But if you're just starting out and you're, um, you really need to be really scrappy with it, you provide all the resources and, and how to start your business, how to do an, like 
to file your LLC, all of that kind of stuff, because you've been through it. So I think that the um, benefit with having those conversations is it may not be a no, but like not now, um, mm -hmm. and maybe providing opportunities for them to uh, develop in their own to, to then get to the point where they're going to be a great partner for you and where you can really get them to that next level so they can dominate their market. Totally. I love that. And I think, you know, there's a level of bootstrapping that you need to do in a business. Um, and I never really realized that until obviously I went through it myself, but then also when I'm having all these conversations, you know, where we charge, you know, maybe 1900 a month for our marketing services. And, you know, when somebody comes to us and they're, um, have a, a startup or a small business and they're just getting started. It's like, I'm not just going to say like, yep, here's what we do. Here's how much it costs, bring us on, you know, because it just wouldn't work like that. And so exactly like you said, it's give them the resources they need. Um, I love to be a resource first and a marketing agency second. So figure out what do they need. Um, and I'll just tell them straight because honestly, like I value relationships way more than the transactions and the money in business. And I see it come, it, it'll just come back tenfold. And, um, you know, if, if they need somebody to build them a website for less than what we do, I, I have a network of people that I love to refer to, even other marketing agencies. And so I think that's the beauty of the work we do and the work that I do is um, I don't see us having any competitors at all. We can work with any business in the U.S. Uh, we outsource a lot to other agencies. I ask a lot of other agency owners for help, uh, really just trying to be an open book so that the client gets the best um, product, in a sense, uh, in the end game. Totally. And relationships are everything, when it, especially when it comes to business. And I think that's what really, uh, you know, makes the difference between a, a good marketing company and good business, good entrepreneur and a great one. So um, it's also exciting. So next we have some questions that our lovely listeners uh, asked and they wanted me to ask you. So All right. uh, the first one, our listener Jenna asked, what is your best advice for someone who is trying to start a business? Get started. Um, honestly, as point blank is that um, don't wait till next month. Don't wait till, you know, you need uh, a lawyer to look at something like get started. You always can get started today. Um, whether it's building a Facebook page, having somebody do your logo, um, you know, get started today. Like phase your marketing. It'll, yeah. Yeah. I mean like us, um, it'll, it'll, <laughs> it'll fuel that entrepreneurship fire that you have in you when you want to start your business and you just got to put a name to it. You got to put an image to it and just start going with it and start running. So, um, yeah, I would recommend to you, Jenna, just, just get started. Love it. Next, we have a question from Grace and she asked, what is the best advice you could give someone for moving across the country, which you've done a couple times? Yeah. All right. Um, moving across the country, uh, I would say the best advice I could give is to try and plug in, uh, whether that's a church, a um, join an intramural or a beer league team. I love that. Um, or volunteering. And, you know, one, one of my other favorites too is joining a networking group or a business group, because you can, you realize that 
um, there are so many great, sweet people, no matter where you go. Obviously, there's bad eggs anywhere you go as well. But just try and plug into the community because you're going to find people that really want to bring you in. And if you're willing to help and uh, and really plug in and give all, you know, give your effort and give, you know, just show them that you're willing to do what it takes to just get to know people and to be nice and help out. Um, you know, you can really uh, get plugged in pretty quick. Mm, that's good. So Tim asked, what tactics do you use to stay motivated every day when there's no time clock to punch? This is a really good question. Um, honestly, I, I thought I would have a, a tougher time with this one. Uh, you know, I just left, I worked full-time at Braces Omaha uh, as the marketing director until August of this year. So backtrack a little bit. I started Phaser Marketing in 2019 in October and worked, you know, full-time and also did phaser marketing on the side uh, during lunch breaks at nights and on the weekends up until just two months ago. So when I went full-time, I thought I'd have a tougher time getting up, you know, really having that drive, but it hasn't been that at all. Um, I think I'm just blessed and I'm lucky that I enjoy doing what I do. I really care for the clients that we have and they you know, the money that they pay us every single month, I really just see that as um, like, I really owe something to them, not just because of the money, but because of how excited they are about their own business and what we can do to add value and help them. So um, some things I've done to help with that and to help get up in the morning, I love to have a morning routine or at least try to. Uh, I know Liv, you and I have been trying to get up at uh, five 30 in the morning, which about 60% successful and, uh, you know, get up in the morning, go to the gym, work out. And then after all that, grab a cup of coffee. And that's what really gets me going. I make a short to-do list, um, on our little to-do lists here and really just try and crank through those and just stay productive. And that really fuels me to, uh, you know, to get up in the morning and to continue, putting in the time and the work, but I never record my time or my hours. And I don't know how much I work and I don't really care. I just know that, um, we have a, we have goals and we want to get there. So. Awesome. And speaking of those goals, we had two listeners ask this question, Nick and Taylor both asked, where do you see phaser marketing in five years? So, five years. Um, so it's our two year anniversary or two year birthday this month. So five years, we'd be a seven year old company. Honestly, uh, in five years, I would like to be in the neighborhood of like a three to $5 million company as far as revenue. Um, but more than that, I'd like to, in that fifth year, I'd like to give a hundred thousand dollars to an organization through our fundraiser. Um, you know, when I started phaser marketing, the first thing, one of the first things I did was, um, uh, create a scholarship with the dollars for scholars for Detroit lakes high school. And then we started our phaser fundraiser. And so we raised money for the Detroit lakes boys and girls club. And we ended up raising 
Um, we had a goal of $5,000 and ended up raising $6,100 in 10 days. And I didn't have the money to write a check for that. Obviously um, at that point we were doing logos and, you know, a cup one full-time client. And, uh, but what we did have was creativity. Uh, we had drive and I wanted to give so bad. And so I'm like, what can we offer to the table? And that is our creativity, our digital marketing experience. So giving has brought me so much joy. And in five years, I think, I mean, I would love to go past that number, but as a goal, I'd like to give a hundred thousand dollars to a deserving organization. Um, yeah. In, so what would that be? 2026. Mm, so good. And we did have many more questions that were asked by our listeners, but unfortunately we don't have enough time for all of them, but we will definitely be including those in future episodes. Um, and to wrap this up, I wanted to add a new segment. Um, I listen to a lot of podcasts and I love it when they do this, these like rapid fire sections to close out the episode. So we're going to do that today. And the first question that we have is one from a listener, um, from Avery who would win in a fight, a taco or grilled cheese, uh, grilled cheese, favorite musical artist. Luke Combs, for sure. Hidden talent? Uh, um, uh, I can, I'm pretty sure it's pretty hidden, but I can do this in my hands. <laughs> I don't know if you can hear it, but it's a little squeaky. I don't know if you can hear it. It sounds like the, um, in SpongeBob, when he has the pickles and they make the yeah. pickle noise, any anywho, that's what it sounds like. I think it's pretty cool. I can hear it in the other room. Uh, yeah. We're in the same house right now. If <laughs> you didn't know that, yeah, budget cuts. Um, but anywho, okay, keeping it with the rapid fire, um, beach or mountains? Um, I'd say mountains for sure. Um, that's close though. Yeah, mountains. All right, ocean or lake? lake for sure city or country uh i would say for sure country but within 60 miles of a big city fair favorite holiday uh my birthday <laughs> pet peeve uh negative people actually mm, that's a good one True or false? You were in Kendall Jenner's Instagram story this weekend. Uh, um, technically, yes. I We both were. So, <laughs> true. Um, favorite city? Uh, honestly, I would say uh, Detroit Lakes, Minnesota. Would you rather swim in a pool full of Nutella or a pool full of maple syrup? Nutella for sure. Least favorite NFL team? Packers. Your first paycheck? My first paycheck uh, would have been Lake Shirts in Detroit Lakes. Um, I was, I, I would have been 14 years old. I was tagging t-shirts and, uh, and folding them. So it's a good job. What did you make an hour? Uh, 7.25 before taxes 
solid. What a kid. Yeah. No, I mean, um, it wasn't bad. So <laughs> sunrise or sunset? Um, sunset. First thing you would buy if you won the lottery? How much money? Let's say it is 50 million after taxes. Uh, 50 million after taxes. First thing I would buy with, I'd have to make sure it's, you know, fun money and everything, but I'd probably buy a Pagani Huayra. It's a, it's a hyper car. Sounds slow. Yeah. <laughs> Who is your favorite person in the whole world? You. <laughs> I had to add that one in there. <laughs> Just make sure it's still true. Good answer. Um, okay, so that was the end of our rapid fire. Uh, last question. What's the best way people can reach you for your services? Um, entrepreneurship questions or just to follow along with what you're doing? Yeah, so I'm very, very open and transparent uh, with anyone I talk to. And I, I definitely take pride in that. So um Anyone can text me at any time. My phone number is 218-234-7345. We'll also have my phone number attached on the website um, on this Phaser Friday episode. And then also, if you follow along with uh, my personal social media or, of course, Phaser Marketing, uh, I usually run most of the Phaser Marketing content, and most of the time you can kind of tell, but um, which is just at Phaser Marketing on uh, uh, Instagram and also Facebook, and then check us out on LinkedIn as well. And you can follow along there. Woo. That's all we got. So thank you, Luke, for letting me be the hostess, uh, tonight and hopefully, um, y'all enjoyed this episode and stay tuned every month. We have phaser Friday episodes coming out on the last Friday of every month. Any All last right. words, Luke? Um, make sure to drop your email in for the Yeti. Uh, took a little bit for Liv to convince me to get one of those. So excited to give that away. Uh, we've got the charcoal Yeti 24. Um, so just drop your email in there. We'll also um, send you other great offers and things like that. So we'll try and keep it interesting. Awesome. Well, thanks for listening in. Have a great day, y'all.